three years playing for the public. We have four sons, Calvin, who's 19, Charles, who's 16, Jacob, who's 15, and James, 11. Being in the band teaches our children to work together. It allows them to earn money. I really enjoy bluegrass music. You know, you don't find mandolin in many other genres. I sell CDs. I manage the finances. Kathy and husband Tim moved from the city to rural Ohio in isolation in order to shelter and protect their sons. We moved out to the farm to develop wholesome values in our children. The day we moved, we heard gunshots in our neighborhood, and I knew we had made the right decision. Hey, welcome to this episode of What the Actual F. My name is Harmony, and I'm the host here. Now today, I've got a crazy story for you. A story that after all this is said and done, you can go to your TV and watch this family. You can see their dynamic and maybe piece together what led to the horrific event that I'm going to share with you. You see, celebrity scandals will spread faster than the common cold. COVID-19 don't got nothing on the drama of Hollywood. Although viewers have come to most likely expect the unexpected from their favorite TV shows, something different can be said about reality TV. Though claimed to be completely unscripted, we can all agree that reality TV is probably one of the fakish genres of TV shows out there. With major debacles on and off screen, reality TV has its followers. And if you are one of those followers, then this may ring a bell. Because today, I'm going to share with you a case about the wife swap murders. This is the story of a young man who was sentenced to 30 years in prison for killing his mother and his youngest brother. The Stockdale family was made famous in 2008 after they appeared on the season 4 episode of Wife Swap. However, after the show ended, nobody really expected to see them on TV again. That was until 2017, when the Stockdales would be the center of a murder investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for joining me on this episode. And now, it is time to begin. The Stockdales are devoutly religious. Praise the Lord for he is kind. Amen. And have banned TV and video games, believing it's their moral responsibility to censor all that their kids watch and listen to. I'll take a tall glass of water, please. I don't think my parents would allow me to listen to pop. We do not allow any cussing. Aw, oh, rats. I think that dating has uh, physical dangers like pregnancy. It's not worth it. I've never been on a date. There's better ways to find out about girls than dating. I have not kissed a girl in a romantic way. And the boys are also homeschooled in order to control their influences. It's important we have control over their character and their education. In order to earn privileges, the boys must gain tokens by completing a chore they must then check off on a chart. 
It also addresses attitudes. Just because the job is done does not mean it's necessarily done in the right way. The boys pay 20 tokens to listen to a radio show. It's important to instill in our children that you need to work and not expect to have a handout. The work I have to do is sweep the porch, sweep all the downstairs, clear the table, unload the dishwasher. It's kind of boring after a while, doing it for about eight years. Mm. We raise a lot of our own vegetables. We raise all of the meat that we eat. That one's dead. That one's a little bit not dead. I like to cook from scratch. I like to cook from nutritious food. But Kathy is about to abandon her wholesome, pure, hardworking bluegrass boys to swap lives with a woman she's never met 450 miles away in Illinois. Wife Swap was actually an extremely highly trending reality TV show in the early 2000s. For some reason, we as a whole in society just love watching other humans being tortured by being somewhere that they just don't fit in with. Oh, you eat nothing but healthy food? Awesome, we're gonna put you in a house that eats nothing but junk food. Oh, you're lactose intolerant? Oh, that's sweet, we're gonna put you on a dairy farm where you now have to live for two weeks. Wife Swap was literal chaos and we ate that shit up with a spoon. This show was a lot like trading spouses, but a lot better. It offered different families a glimpse of another lifestyle. In most cases, an extremely tidy mother would be swapped with a very messy one. Or a religious family would switch with one that just really wasn't. That who's God? What's that? No thank you. You get what I mean? The absolute opposites would switch places. And of course, this would lead to chaos, debauchery, and huge massive eruptions. Which was the exact same case with the Stockdale family and their episode. The Stockdales were a profoundly religious family. The family was made up of Kathy the mother, Tim the father, and their children Calvin, Charles, Jacob, and James. If you hadn't caught on, they were extremely strict with their children. They would manage the media that their sons could consume as well. Each son had to carry out various chores and activity throughout the week in order to earn tokens. Tokens that they could redeem for other activities, like listening to the radio, because that's really fucking exciting. Some other things that they were not allowed to do included listening to pop or rap music. Side note, if I had grown up and they told me Hanson, Backstreet Boys, or NSYNC was banned because it's of the devil, I would have probably grown up a little bit disturbed too. It's gonna, 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 it's gonna be May the devil, according to Kathy, at, at least. Anyway, so they're not allowed to listen to rap and pop, and they're not allowed to use any curse words. They're also not allowed at all under any circumstances to go out on dates. Kathy Stockdale would switch places with the matriarch of the Tonkovic family. The Tonkovics were nothing like the Stockdales, in fact, they were a lot more liberal. The Stockdale family also had a bluegrass band known as the Stockdale Family Band. Kathy would often post videos of the family singing and practicing and at shows. As Charles and Calvin Stockdale began to grow older, they decided to leave the band and move out of the family home. And this brings us to the beginning of the end. After a journey of nearly 450 miles, the wives finally get to see where they'll be living for the next two weeks. Oh, my nightmares come true. We're at a farm. Oh, God, what was that? Ah, looks like they don't care about the yard a lot. 
Before they meet their new families, the wives get a chance to explore their new homes. There's a major filth going on here. Very dirty. Those are very old-fashioned ashtray. That's a very foreign sight. Oh my gosh, they have a list. That's a young lady's shirt in a young man's room. I don't get it. Come and get it! <laughs> For the first week, the wives must live by the rules of their new family. Each wife has written a manual as a guide to the running of their home. We're raising our children on a diet of wholesome activities. I don't want to raise children that are sheltered. They're not learning about life. Hmm. We're not just a family, we're a band. Our children are being raised away from language, smoking, drugs, rap music, OG. Our son Paul is a rapper known as T-Vic. Yeah. Video games, TV, and dating are all banded from this house. They have hormones whether they want to believe it or not. Our kids' partners also live with us. The sanctity of marriage is not a value. The boys collect tokens by doing chores to exchange for things that they want. You know, this is like they're slaves. None of the kids have jobs. If anyone needs money, they know to come to me. Sounds like we've got adults mooching off of this household. Our boys know what they're supposed to be doing from sunup to sundown. This is sad to me. Kids need to laugh and have fun. <laughs> I would like to dive a bit more into their episode though before we really talk about the murder because it may let us peer behind the curtain and see what could have led up to such a heinous event. On April 23rd of 2008, the Stockdale Tonkovic episode of Wife Swap aired on ABC. It featured the Stockdale family from Ohio and the Tonkovic family from Illinois. As usual, these families featured on the show had absolutely completely different philosophies. Philosophies which ranged from their lives to raising their children. The Tonkovic family, Lori, her husband John, and their children, Tevik and Megan, were easygoing and extremely laid back. You only have so long, so enjoy every day as it comes. Lori, the lead of the Tonkovic family would say on the show while she was dancing with her children and bringing burgers home and just hanging out on the couch with them, also giving them money, you know, being a very laid back, relaxed, I will do anything for ya mama. However, then you have the Stockdale family. Kathy and her husband Timothy and their sons Calvin, Charles, Jacob, and James had an extremely different perspective on their family life. Their version of fun was their wholesome family bluegrass band. The children were kept in a relative seclusion from others. Quote, this was done to protect the boys from bad influences. They also had to work for just about every single thing that they could do, what was considered fun, you know, like listening to the radio, because that's so fun. Quote, I think that dating has physical dangers, like pregnancy. It's not worth it. It's important we have control over their character and their education. Calm down, Kathy, calm down. You may have created them, but they are still their own person. Now, of course, as expected, Kathy and Lori both drummed up drama in their new family. What else did you expect? They're literally the complete opposite. That's the premise of the show. But nine years after the airing of this episode, the Wife Swap murders proved that the TV show had only shown the tip of the iceberg in the Stockdale home. It is now time to dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode, the murder. I'm curious about how isolated the boys are. Have you ever thought about dating? 
Uh, I think I should wait for time when I can settle down. If you saw a beautiful girl walking down the road, wouldn't you think, oh man, I'd like to take her out on a date? Um, that might be a first reaction, but second thought, no. How do they find somebody to marry without dating? Unless it's an arranged marriage and the way they're living, I wouldn't be surprised. In Illinois, it's time for a manicure with the girls, and Kathy's concerned that Sam is sharing a bed with Paul and brings up the subject of premarital sex. The stakes get higher and higher with dating because now we're talking about pregnancy. Like, say they get married and then sex is an issue, and they'd be like, wow. this isn't the woman for me, what do I do now? What I, would just, I would think that there would be other indicators in that relationship that would tell you already before you even got that intimate. How would you feel if your son wanted to marry someone that didn't save themselves for marriage? If she didn't save herself for marriage, would it be easier for her to cheat on him when they were married? I don't think Megan and Samantha understand the real risks of premarital sex. Any day now, they could become pregnant. On June 15th of 2017, police would respond to a 911 hang-up call at a residence in Beach City, Ohio. According to People magazine, officers heard a single gunshot when they arrived and entered the home to find Jacob Stockdale bleeding from a gunshot wound to the head. It was apparent this was self-inflicted, so officers continued. Further inside the house, they also found the bodies of Catherine Stockdale, who was 54 at the time, and James Stockdale, who was 21. Immediately, the officers surmised that Jacob had killed his mother and brother before turning the gun on himself. He was then taken to the hospital where doctors were able to save his life. Side note, that to me is like a moment, like let's imagine, I don't know if you can, but imagine that you just turned into the monster of all monsters and committed family aside. You murdered members of your family and then you were like, you know what, I can't face the music, I'm gonna take my own life. However, a little while later, you groggily open your eyes and you look up and you're in a hospital room. You are handcuffed to the bed and there are police outside your door. Well, shit. I just, I can only imagine how much that would suck. Like, you think that you just punched the forever time card and, uh, you failed. Now you gotta pay for the murders that you just committed. Calvin Stockdale, the oldest boy from the Stockdale family, had this to say in a statement. James was our youngest brother. He was always the catalyst of family fun. He leaves behind many friends and family that loved him dearly. My brother Jacob is still in critical condition and we are praying for his physical recovery as our family makes funeral plans and begins this healing process. Timothy, the Stockdale's father, also released a statement following the wife swap murders. Quote, Kathy has been my beloved wife of 32 years and a wonderful mother to our four sons. She loved nothing more than being a mother and a grandmother. She had a strong love of learning and was passionate about her Christian faith, natural health, and organic farming. After some time, Jacob Stockdale did recover from his wounds, but nobody was celebrating because he would immediately be charged with the murder of his mother and his brother. But that left everybody wondering, why did he do it? Your totals? You get to listen to the radio? Yeah. Who something. picks those? Mom does. Oh, this is great. This is a hundred tokens, right? Yeah. And that's okay with you. I would rather not have to do the tokens to get like a radio show. Hmm. In Illinois, back from spending more money on the girls, Kathy confronts John about spoiling his kids. 
Why do you allow the ladies in your house to spend money on manicures when in one day they can blow almost a hundred dollars? You know what? Because that's what they enjoy. Have they done any type of work and taken any responsibility around the house? As a family, we live for today because if the man upstairs decides he needs some angels, there might not be a tomorrow. But I didn't appreciate some of the comments she made. Don't whittle my family down. She's not here to be Judge Kathy. It's hard to, you know, kind of surmise what the motive may have been. That is a quote directly from the Stark County Sheriff, George T. Mayer. Shortly following the shooting, he added this, quote, There is some speculation. We don't really want to get into the part of it, but we will continue to investigate this case and try to determine if there was a motive. We just don't know what it was at this time. And still to this day, no official motive has ever been released. Lori Tonkovic, Jacob's temporary mother during that 2008 episode of Wife Swap, has her own theory as to why Jacob did attack his family members. Quote, When I switched roles, I was going to let them have fun. Let them have a television and video games and experiences in life a little bit. But Jacob, he ran outside crying. And when I went after him, I asked him what was wrong. And he said that his mom and his dad would tell him that he would, quote, burn in hell. God gives you free will. Free will that they didn't have. They weren't allowed to make choices. I just think it all caught up to him. Lori was basically speculating that due to Jacob's strict upbringing, it somehow caused him to snap. And you know, I could kind of agree here. If you are somebody who has ever been through any forms of trauma or repetitive abuse, there is something to be said that happens to you. Eventually, you may hit a wall. You may feel the need to get out. And when you do, it's most likely you will snap. Now, we're unsure why Jacob did what he did as he was 25 years old. He could have very well moved out and started his own life. But... Could he really? If he was being so heavily controlled by his caregivers, it may have seemed terrifying to leave his home and start a life of his own. If you have never heard of the cave, this could sort of explain it. The cave is somewhat of an allegory, a metaphor of life and the fear that drives us. If you are born in a cave and spend your whole existence in a cave only seeing shadows of the outside world, this cave is your safe space. This cave is your home. Eventually, you may grow enough curiosity to wander outside of that cave. But once outside, you enter into a world that you have never been. It is bright, it is loud, and it is terrifying. And you are alone. Many of us would simply cower back and run into the cave, back into the world that we know, the world that we feel safe. But maybe Jacob was so used to his cave, this cave that became his nightmare. We may not ever truly know why Jacob did what he did. We can most likely only ever speculate. Jacob himself hasn't truly opened up and shared as to why he did it. But I can tell you more about Jacob and where he is today. Confront Tim over the control he exerts over his sons. You're not allowing them to make choices. Well, you know... You've got everything written from the morning you get up till the time you go to bed. Let your kids fly a little bit. Have fun. Laugh. I believe that if I were to do what you're saying, that my children may end up having living girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not letting the world dictate to me how to raise my kids. 
the Tonkovics, Kathy is concerned about John's relationship as a parent to his kids. It fulfills a need that a parent has to be a friend of their child, but they need to fulfill that need somewhere outside of their, their children. Go find a friend. Be a parent to them. That's what that child needs from John. Where's the guidance? Well, man, I'm not following him around like a damn So, policeman. in other words, they have more of a friend than they have a father. I'm both. Well, then I'm how 50, are you giving 50. them guidance? Paul is an adult. You but gotta you let have, the strings go. But it's sounding like you've always let the strings go. You're starting. You're starting to get in a touchy subject as far as how I bring up my kids, lady. And I'm, well, isn't that what this is about? I'm having a I'd cigarette. I'd like to know more. I'm having a cigarette. We'll discuss talking. this later after I have my cigarette. This lady obviously didn't know that I busted my for 22 years. Never seen my family. Okay. Every time I see my kids, they were that much taller. Okay. She can't tell me I'm not there for my family. Oh. Following Jacob's indictment and arrest in October of 2018, Jacob would plead not guilty by reason of insanity. BTW, I really love how that is like the go-to for killers. Swear to God, I didn't mean to do it. I was just temporarily insane. Yeah, well that temporary moment of insanity means that someone's permanently gone, fucker. Sorry. Sorry. If you can tell, I just don't like murder. <laughs> Side note one more, I also love how when you watch like their trial for murder, why do the murderers and killers always beg for like some sort of leniency? Like, no, please don't make me spend the rest of my life in prison. Why would you do that? Where the fuck was their remorse when they were brutally ending lives? Like, I just, I fucking don't understand. If you don't want it done to you, don't fucking do it to people, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that like a life moral? I mean like do unto others as you would like done to you? I just feel like we learned that when we're two. But yet, as adults, if we do something bad, we are so flabbergasted that we have consequences. Sorry, I got so sidetracked there. Let's get back to Jacob. Jacob would spend two years in a mental health facility from which he did try to escape two different times. Really not looking so good, man. He would later be found to be sane at the time of the murders. However, shortly before his trial in May of 2021, he pled guilty to the killing of his family members. He was then handed two 15-year sentences, one for each death, meaning he will only spend 30 years in prison. Yes, 30 years is a long fucking time. But it pales in comparison to the fact that two people will never, ever see the light of day again. So, 30 years to me is nothing compared to a life. To date, the Stockdale family has said very little about the murder. Privately, they did ask the judge to approach Jacob's case with leniency. His family was very much in support of Jacob. They took it as they had already lost two members of their family and they were going through the loss of their son in a sense. Yes, Jacob was still alive, but they had to accept this horrible reality and that no matter what happened, he was going to be in prison. In my opinion, it seems as though they were trying to make the best out of an absolutely tragic and horrific situation. I don't know what I would personally do in that situation if somebody in my family committed family aside. I'd I honestly don't know. I don't even want to think about it, so yeah, but I will say I will never understand how murderers and killers ask for leniency. No matter who you are, we all must remember something. The world and all of those who inhabit it owe you nothing, but even less 
when you take from them. It just blows my mind, you guys. It blows my mind. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with murders and killers is because I want to understand their mind. How did they believe they would get away with it? And then when they don't, how do they even think the world's gonna go, oh my god, it's totally okay. We understand why you would go on a brutal killing spree. <laughs> we totally get it. <sighs> uh, yeah, anyways, as long as there's murders and killings, I'll continue to be here telling you all about them. Illinois, while the guys look after the babies, it's time for Kathy to hand out tokens for chores. But Sam's having trouble understanding the token system. We worked hard all day. You don't have to give us little merits and have a big organized chart. It's okay to clean and just do it for the cleaning, not for rewards. I'd be happy to give you some more materials. But are materials. you going to learn anything from us? Like, not be so closed-minded about everything? I'm closed-minded? Yeah. You don't, not, you don't have a job, Samantha. You're living at someone else's home. You're mooching off of okay, this family. Okay, can I say something now, Kathy? You know what? No, 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 no. Because she is not mooching off of our family. I don't mooch anything off of these people. I help them out as much as I can. You know what, ma'am? I don't ever want to hear disrespect to my family again. She doesn't mooch a damn thing off of us. It kind of broke the camel's back right there. You don't say derogatory things when we haven't said one thing towards Kathy. Uh, the closed-minded accusation was upsetting me. I did lose my cool. I don't usually talk like that to people. So I'm feeling bad about that. In Ohio, Lori sits down with the boys in order to convince them to go on a date. I want to know where you guys would like to go tomorrow night. Yeah, but well, you talking. obviously know that we don't want to. Why not? Going out has certain connotations. I mean, I, I understand that's how you were raised. I would appreciate it if you keep my parents out of it because this is my decision, not theirs. I would like it if you'd do it for me. I mean, I'm not going to force you, but I would appreciate it one time. But would you do it for me? I guess I could. I guess that's the answer. So, um, yeah, sure, I'll, Thank you. I guess I'd do that. I'm only doing it because it seems to be important to Lori. It's not something that I, I want to do. Both of your boys will be going out tomorrow night, and that is their choice. I'll have a talk with them. No, see. you won't. Well, I'm, I'm interested in finding out about it. I don't it. want to hear it anymore. It's really not up for discussion because they both have agreed, and that was part of it, that they make up their own decisions. Yeah. That was the wife swap murders. I hope you guys, as odd as it sounds, enjoyed this episode. I know the stories I tell you are grim, often filled with murder and mysteries. Not exactly something that leaves you feeling all warm and fuzzy, but they do leave you thinking one thing. What the actual f There's no denying the stories I tell you are dark, but they remind you of one thing. Our world is filled with monsters, and they are right next to us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, as always, if you would like to send me a case or something to look into, please do not hesitate to email me. You can do so at whattheactualeffharmony at gmail.com. You can also send me an email if you would like to reach out to me about doing a collaboration. However, until next week, I hope that you have an incredibly amazing rest of your day. And please stay safe until we talk again. Because my dear, I do not ever want to share a story about you. I love you. Stay safe. And I guess, bye! Lori tries to find out what the boys would do if they had more freedom. So you like having everything just scheduled out for you? Yeah, it's, it's nice because I know what I have to do next. What would, so you, just what would like, you do if you didn't have a schedule? Like, just like not anything. doing work. 
anything. No um, work. I would have a lot more free time. To do what? Play around with my brothers. Um. God, I feel so sad for these kids. I'm gonna take him all home with me. I asked him what he would like to do if he could do anything. And he doesn't even know. I mean, they need to know that there's other ways of doing things and then let them decide what they want to do. I didn't realize this was gonna be so hard.